Hey guys, and welcome to the Pennies to Pounds podcast with your host, Kia. And this is the podcast where we aim to dispel your myths, simplify difficult financial jargon and rectify your own personal problems. Happy Wednesday. I never, ever say that. I know, but it's Wednesday. It's actually Wednesday today. And I want to say, I'm sorry. It's been a while. It's been a couple of weeks since I haven't posted. And to be honest, I want to have kind of like a a truth moment, like a a heart to heart. Can, Can we do that? Can we do that? I can hear you in your head saying yes, thank you. So if I'm honest, since the beginning of the year, I don't know, obviously I took, I think I took about a week or two off for Christmas and New Year's because I literally, the whole of 2020, I had pretty much no break. Even my birthday, I, last year I held my first ever finance event on my birthday before we went to lockdown, um, before coronavirus was even a thing, I held that. So I I have not had a break, literally the whole of 2020 worked. So I took off some time Christmas and New Year's and we went into the new year and if I'm honest with you I just I just didn't really have it I don't have to explain it it was just hard and I'm sure a lot of people can relate we're in lockdown lockdown is said to be ending what end of February and I think it was just taking its toll on me it was very much taking its toll on me and now I'm trying to find myself and finding the best way to a stay active b stay social and c stay productive and it's just it's just been a lot it's been a lot and i've had a lot of conversations with friends um who've helped me to try and figure out where i'm at what my direction and next steps look like so that is why i have been a bit mia but i'm back and i mean that sincerely i know i've said that a few times i mean that sincerely i have got episodes that I'm recording to come out with some special guests coming up so it's gonna be really really good like I said I'm back on track I just wanted to be honest I feel like I'm not alone in this feeling a lot of people I'm sure many of you listening will have the same feeling it's been a lot being locked down and I'm also human too so I want to share that with you but it's okay we're all good in the hood so today it's a new year <laughs> happy new year oh my gosh happy new year how silly of me I haven't said that just yet Happy New Year. And I kind of wanted to just start and have this conversation all around cars. So I've spoken about cars before, but it's actually getting to the point now where I've got to renew my car insurance. It is that dreaded time that I absolutely despise. And I know it's a strong word and I absolutely mean it. I despise renewing my car insurance. Why? Because it's so much faff. I pay for it and last year I paid it in a lump sum. So last year I paid it all in one go and I didn't think about it the whole year. I wasn't paying it monthly or anything. I paid my obviously car tax, all done, paid my car insurance, breakdown cover. All of that was all paid for up front last year. Didn't have to think about it. Now I'm here again, having to go through the same stuff all over again. So I want to talk about the best ways to kind of save money when it comes to renewing your car insurance. Because for me, I have had a search already. And I know this search never goes well for me. I've had a search and it's come back that I'm actually going to have to pay. Okay, so I think last year I paid for the whole year, bearing in mind I passed at 18, got my car at 21 and my car insurance renews on my birthday. So I'll this would be me being 23. So it's going to be five years this year that I would have held my license, but about two years and a bit properly driving. Last year, I paid something like 770 for the year for my insurance, which I think is pretty decent. Bearing in mind, that was like my second year driving. That was actually with a black box, I must say. Ugh, I hate black boxes. But yeah, that's how much I paid. I've looked now for this year. Obviously, I want to keep looking. I'm not going to go for the first one, but I've looked for this year 
And it's telling me that from £770 last year, I'm going to now have to pay 860 this year. And I'm not too sure where they got this from. We're in a panoramic. I'm joking. We're in a pandemic. I'm not driving anywhere. But this is what I'm looking at. Bear in mind, this is my first search. I haven't done anything else. I haven't kind of implemented any of these tips yet that I'm going to tell you. This was just one off search to kind of get the gist of what I'd be looking at. And I should say that's 860 with a black box again third year in a row and I really don't want to have a black box I really want to drive in peace my black box doesn't have curfew or anything I just don't like having it in my car so yes I'm just going to go straight into some of the tips that you can use when it comes to actually renewing your insurance number one a big one is to actually start your search between 30 to 21 days before your policy actually ends so my policy like I mentioned ends on my birthday so I started my search basically at the beginning of January because my birthday is February 4th. So I started my search at the beginning of January to have a look. And the reason why you should do that is because that is usually the sweet spot where you will find the best deal. And that's because at that point, you have a lot more flexibility to look elsewhere. You've got loads of time ahead of you. There is no rush to find a new deal. You've got 30 days or within that time frame, you've got 21 days where you can still have a look and have a search and find and a new insurance provider, you can find someone else um, elsewhere. Whereas the closer you get to the time, so now if we're seven days away, the chances are I don't have that kind of luxury to be like, mm, you know what, I'll look elsewhere because I know that my policy is coming to an end very soon and very quickly. So the best thing that I can do is like just take whatever's given to me and insurers know that. So if you're trying to actually get the best price that you can, the best thing to do is to look between 30 to 21 days before your policy ends. So what I say is when you know your policy actually ends, so I don't know if it ends 30th of April, 30 days before, put it in your calendar and say, right, I need to start searching for my car insurance and have a look. Because that is a time where you can go on multiple different comparison sites, have a look and see what you'll be able to get. Second tip, which again, depends on your financial situation. I understand that a lot of us may be struggling a bit financially. So if possible, pay annually versus monthly so like any other line of credit car insurance is no different car insurance if you pay monthly you do actually pay interest so you can find yourself actually paying more in the long run by paying monthly compared to paying annually so paying in one lump sum Um, some of it can be as high as like an extra 300 pounds on top of your car insurance compared to if you paid it annually I understand everyone's financial situation is different, but if you can afford to pay it in one lump sum, I definitely would say do. Like I said, I paid mine last year, which is 770 lump sum. I think if I had paid it monthly, I think overall it would have been something like, I think 890 for having that grace of being able to pay it every single month with a deposit. So with, a, I don't know, 120 pound deposit, I still would have had to pay an extra hundred and something pounds on top. So if possible, do try your best to pay annually and not monthly. But I understand that everyone's situation is different. So don't feel bad if you can't. Situation change, but wherever possible, try your best to do that. A big one, everyone knows already on this podcast, use cashback sites. So sites such as Top Cashback, you can go on there, go on the website, free to sign up if you haven't already got it. I will put the link in the episode description as well. So you can read up a bit more about Top Cashback and Quidco and sign up through there. But the thing is with Top Cashback is they have different select insurers where you can actually earn money back. So some of them are as high as like you can get £150 back when you actually insure through certain providers. So what I'd say is if you know for, for a fact I'm going to insure with Aviva, for example, then why not go through Top Cashback if they have Aviva on there, click through there because one, 
you're going to ensure with Aviva anyway. You haven't had to tailor your plans or bend it. You was going to use them anyway. And two, why not get back some money? That effectively makes your insurance cheaper. If you're going to spend £800, for example, but Top Cashback offer you £150 back, you effectively only pay £650 for your insurance for the year. So why not? Quidco, also another cashback site you can use. Quidco actually has an inbuilt, uh, what do they call it? Quidco insurance? Quidco, I think it's Quidco car insurance, where they actually search for you. So, you know, you can go like on Compare the Market or Money Supermarket um, or go compare to have a search for your car insurance. Quidco actually have their own as well. And quite often they'll either find you A, the best price, or B, they'll offer you cashback if you go through certain retailers. So again, look through cashback sites and see if you're eligible for any cashback any kind of money back that you can get everyone knows i am the biggest fan of cashback let me tell you guys how much money i've got i've made so far so i've had cashback i think since 2013 but i started using it properly i'd say middle of 2019 up until now so that's about a year and a half in that year and a half i have made in cashback 657 pounds that's how much money I've gotten back and that I've taken out from from um, Quidco, sorry, and put into my PayPal account and then into my bank account. That's how much money I've done and I've made. I asked my dad the other day, so he's had his Quidco account for probably about a year or two longer than me. So possibly almost like maybe like 10 years. Not sure if he was using it avidly over the whole 10 years, but I know we had a conversation the other day and he has made £2,600 in cashback so that's money that he's been able to take out and put into his bank account or take it out into gift vouchers where they also top it up as well so they give you slightly extra if you take it out as like an amazon voucher or a just eat voucher they give you an extra top up on top really really would encourage you to go and have a look at cashback sites when you're actually looking to get new insurance because you can actually make money in that sense and save money in the long run another tip i'd say is if possible if you're eligible is to get a zero percent interest credit card to pay off your insurance circling back to the point i made before insurance like any other line of credit car insurance actually accrues interest if you actually don't want to pay your insurance and actually pay the interest then the best thing for you to do is to actually see if you can get a zero percent interest credit card or get a credit card which is charging a lower interest than interest you'd pay on your car insurance Quite a lot of providers will actually tell you how much interest is on top, or if not, you should be able to work it out. Maths is not my strong suit, but you can actually work out how much interest on top because you can see from the lump sum compared to the monthly amount, what's the difference and work out how much interest you'll be paying. If you can get a credit card, which is quite low interest, then that might actually work out better in the long run. You end up paying less. But if you can get a 0% interest credit card, then do so and use that to pay for your insurance. So like I said, if your insurance is £800, get your 0% interest credit card pay for your insurance to put £800 on your credit card and over the 12 months you now have the luxury of paying off the £800 or for however long your 0% interest um, term is so it might be 12 months, 18 months, 24 months however long that is and however long you want to pay it off over you can do that over that time period and pay no extra money on top there's no actually added interest on top so a really really good way if you want to kind of minimise how much you spend in the long run do have a look and see if you're eligible for a 0% interest credit card. If you're not sure if you can get one, go and have a look. So places like Money Supermarket, you can actually go and have a look and they will show you the credit cards based on your eligibility. So they won't just show you credit cards in general and you go and apply for it and you can't get it. They'll show you based on your credit file, your credit history and your credit score. 
this is what you can get. So if you can, if it does show up for you and you're eligible, definitely would encourage you to go and have a look. Final one is to search on incognito slash private browsing mode. Right, so this one, if you don't know about this one, this one's really, really important. So every time you visit a website, your internet browser stores something on there called cookies. So not, not the things you eat, cookies are actually stored on your browser. And this is actually information about you. So your personal information, such as your login details, your personal preferences. Usually it's what we use to kind of keep a hold of our personal details. And you know, when you can go in onto sites and it really knows, oh, last time you came here, you checked this ch- uh, checkbox or you can like also fill like login details. It's all kind of in the same field. That's what cookies are used for. It's kind of remember what you like to do and how you behaved on that website when you last visited so usually it's beneficial but in this sense it may actually work against you when it actually comes to looking for car insurance quotes because as i said because it remembers you and your personal details it will remember that you visited this site before and will know that you're actually searching searching so it may actually show you a higher price than what you may have originally been quoted so what I would say is to make use of incognito mode if you have Google Chrome or private browser mode if you use like Firefox or something else, use one of those and then actually go through and search again. That way cookies aren't stored because on incognito mode or private browser mode, nothing's stored because it's private. So it will get deleted when you click the X. Do it that way and then there, there isn't any of that bias that is held against you with the cookies. You'll find that it works with a lot of things. So I was using it more for... Things like Udemy. So Udemy is notoriously bad for it. I checked one course that I wanted to get. So I wanted to get it at the lowest price possible, like $11.99 or like $15.99. That's what I wanted to get it at. When I went on my app, so obviously I've been using the app for ages, it showed me that course I wanted to get at like £159. I went on the website on my laptop where, again, it knew I'd visited before. It showed me, I think, $69.99. And then I went on private browsing mode, searched for that course again and the course came up as eleven ninety nine. So that just goes to show you, using private browsing mode or incognito mode, because nothing is stored about your personal information or anything that you like or that you've been here before, none of that information is there. It's showing you as a brand new customer, someone who's never been here before, someone who's never visited a site before, this is what you can get. So I definitely would recommend you go in on private browsing mode and see if you, if you can make use of that and see if that, that has a difference or an effect on the price that you're quoted. So yes, quite quite a, a short episode today, but I wanted to check back in with everyone. Hope everyone's doing well. If you are on Clubhouse, I'm on Clubhouse, so hey, I have been hosting rooms on Clubhouse around finances of late and just kind of like topics that we don't talk about, topics that are almost taboo, we don't talk about. I did a room on MLMs and pyramid schemes. Um, are they legit or are they scams? I did that on Monday and I just... I did one on Tuesday. What was that one? The Tuesday one was, should parents charge their kids rent for living at home? Insightful discussions, talking about things that we don't really talk about in different communities and just kind of like breaking the taboo around talking about money. So if you have Clubhouse, please do give me a follow at Ikea. You will find me on there. I'll be hosting rooms more often. I'm also going to do like a live podcast recording on there. So if you want to share your views on any topics, do give me a follow and do jump up because you'll be featured on the episode. I think that will be one of my coming episodes. I will do a topic which will be live recorded and put onto the podcast, which is really exciting. Thank you so much for sticking around, guys. It's been tough. It's been tough. 
but it's okay. I will do an episode as well on goal setting. You know, I love to do it at the beginning of the year. I'll do it on goal setting and vision boarding to kind of get you guys in the right financial frame of mind to reach your goals for this year. But it's going to be a great year. I know I've had a bumpy start. I'm sure many of you share my sentiments as well, but it's going to be good. I believe in it. It's going to be really, really good. Thank you so much. Again, we'll be back again next Monday with a new episode. So please do stick around and stay tuned. And yeah, thank you so much and have a great rest of your week. Bye, guys.